Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. It's straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Many people would suggest our next guest has been a wizard. Well, he was once a wizard, a Stuttgart wizard, playing over in Germany. We welcome back to the show the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Uh, that's you reached into the tickle trunk to find that one out. That was uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, did you enjoy your year in Germany? Yeah, I loved it. I, it was a great time for my wife and I, and um, got to see a different part of the world. And real passionate about the game over in Germany. Uh, made a lot of friends and uh, lifelong relationships. All right, uh, I'm gonna just put the Oilers are playing the Montreal Canadiens. I know you're from Toronto, and there's a bunch of Woodcroft playing hockey. Were you guys all Leafs fans as kids growing up in Toronto? Yeah, I think so. And you know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure we were. Uh, the Leafs were the biggest uh, thing going in town. And um, and uh, as I got into my early teens, that, that's when it was the Doug Gilmore kind of uh, era there. And they were a really right. good team and went deep in the playoffs a couple times. And um, But, yeah, the Woodcroft family, they were Leaf fans. But uh, with uh, all three boys making their, their living in the game, uh, that kind of went by the wayside. And uh, my, my family cheers for whatever teams we're working for. There you go. Uh, very political. You know, I, I grew up, uh, I'll be honest, I, I was a Dave Keon fan at one point, but in the mid-70s mid migrated to the Canadians. I made a good decision. I became a huge Gila Fleur fan, hated the Flyers, and uh, and then, of course, for me, the change in the guard was when the Oilers played the uh, Canadians in the 81 playoffs, and Davey Hunter uh, was all over Gila Fleur, and I, was, I realized, and Gila Point went after Dave Hunter, and at that point, at that exact moment, I realized I was no longer a Canadians fan. I was cheering for my hometown team. So I, I just bring it up because Montreal's in town, and they, you know, that's a, that. I mean, you know what it's like all the years you were in the NHL. It's a pretty special place to go into, and a pretty special organization. 
Yeah, I think uh, I had the opportunity to work for an original six franchise with Detroit as well, and I yeah. think um, those original six franchises, it's always special when you're playing one of those teams. Um, there just seems to be an electricity in the air, and, and uh, you know, when you go into those cities and into some of their buildings, um, you can really feel uh, the past passion in their in their fan bases so it's uh it's always unique and fun uh and i know um you know that's tough to do with this year with the pandemic and whatnot but uh there's always something special when you're going against uh an original six jersey we i tell you our fans are on it our listeners are on it epstein's mother has just texted the show to say bob you're three questions in on jay woodcroft and you haven't asked him yet about ryan mcleod who you've asked him <laughs> about all season uh you knew it was coming Coming, uh, and if you saw McLeod's post-game comments after Saturday's game, it was blatantly apparent what was going to happen. Uh, your job is part of your job is to help develop and get these guys ready. Bittersweet moment to you know to see you lose. Maybe your has he been your best player here over the last month, and to see him get the opportunity to come up to the NHL. Yeah, I would say it's a sweet, sweet moment, right? It's sweet because um, you get to see his progression on being a great player on a very good hockey team and being one of the leaders uh, of that team. So to see him... uh, achieve his lifelong dream of the the first NHL recall. Um, uh, it's special, and so I'm very, very happy for him. He has uh, he, he has been, um, you know, uh, or he has been our best player. He has been uh, consistent with his efforts. Uh, I think he plays on one of, if not the best lines in the American Hockey League, and full credit should go to uh, Benson and Marodi uh with well, alongside uh McLeod in that they you know they all complemented each other well and have all got off to great starts in the American League year um but uh you know the time was right for Ryan and um you know he's excited about it and he understands that um you know success is an ongoing state of mind it, it, it's it's the series of habits and commitments that you make and i know he's uh, he's happy about the recall but he's not just happy about being there he wants to make an impact Jay Woodcroft joining us. Jay, he could always skate. I mean, he was a dominant skater in the OHL. And the reason why he wasn't a first-round pick, because he's got size, was people question, you know, his hockey sense and his willingness to engage in the battle. I'm pretty sure you were on the bench in Calgary in 2018 um, when he set up two goals in the preseason game. Him and uh, Benson set up Bouchard for a goal off the right side in the preseason, and then he he hit Yamamoto on about a 180-foot stretch pass. And at that point, I was like, uh, you know, this guy's pretty good. Like, this guy's got some. Then we went into Winnipeg a little bit later on in the preseason, and the fans were like, hey, that guy's pretty good. You know, like, you could see that there's something there. So he always had the physical tools. What do you think it is that he's done? Because I'm the 75-25 rule, right? 75% of what a player achieves is on the player. 25% is on the approach the organization has, and we'll get to that in a second. But what has he improved upon the most that has made him this type of player? 
I would say his willingness um, to get his nose dirty, his his willingness to stay in hard areas rather than glide through them, his uh, willingness to pay a price in search of offense. And, um, you know, you and I have had this discussion where I've always felt good about his defensive conscience, uh, about his willingness to be above people and, and the work that he puts on on the defensive side of the puck. His, his, he's a good penalty killer, and um, he's, he's just a conscientious defensive player. But in order for him to take a step and to grow his game, we put a lot of emphasis with him on on uh, paying the price uh, to produce offense and, and in order to do that in in a man's league which the American League is um, you do have to get your nose dirty you have to commit to playing on the inside you have to commit to um, battling and staying in the in the fight so to speak and, and going to hard areas and he's done an excellent job he actually his first four or five games of the year um, he struggled offensively um, but he was getting his chances and he stuck with it and stuck with it and when that line got put together he really took off and uh, what I'm most proud of about about him and that line is that they play the game the right way they don't cheat in search of offense they're not lingering in behind defenses waiting for you know a team to turn it over they're they're playing the game the right way and they're getting rewarded for it and uh, to see Ryan uh, get his chance at the highest level um, like I said with numerous guys in the past we're like proud parents here as coaches in Bakersfield all right and is that part of this as well has there because you know we used to have this discussion when you were on the Oilers staff I'm from the school that the American Hockey League's primary focus should be on developing players and then also finding ways to win yes but never losing sight that you know the Oilers prospects got to be prioritized in terms of bringing them along and I'm not sure that always happened Jay until the last couple years where it seems like there's a little bit greater success is it was that a was that a did you need to be was did that discussion exist with you and Pete Chiarelli when you went and took that job or did you just know that that came with the the territory and the responsibility of the position well yeah, I mean, I think when we set out uh, a couple of years ago to to take this job, one of the things that was paramount was that we wanted to develop players at a greater rate, and we wanted to do it in a winning environment. And I think uh, that those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can do both. And if I was going to look back and, and understand on how we were going to get it done, it, it's something that you know it goes to our coaching philosophy here is which is we want to be tough-minded on standards of performance but also have a keen understanding of of individuals and personalities and what it's going to take to get the most um, out of those personalities and prioritizing um, our prospects is important but you want to do so uh, the right way and we're we're fortunate here that we've had some good players come through and uh, you know Tyler Benson wasn't gifted anything Ethan Bear wasn't gifted anything Kyler Yamamoto wasn't gifted anything, and neither was Ryan McLeod or Evan Bouchard. Those guys earned everything they got here in Bakersfield, and I think when you are tough-minded on those standards of performance and you reward uh, good play and you prioritize development, I think it's uh, it's beneficial uh, for the entire organization, and, and right now we're seeing the fruits of that.
Uh, Tyler Benson, by my count, has 131 points uh, in 141 games over the last three seasons uh, in the uh, American Hockey League, and he's plus 30 during that stretch. He's plus 20 this season. He he's waiver. He has to clear waivers next fall. Uh, if if I'm and I'm I'm just gonna put your manager's hat on. What would what do you think would happen if he got a chance to play 15 or 20 games, say as a middle six left wing next season? Well, you know that for me, what I when I think of Tyler, I think where he's taped taken the biggest step this year has been in his puck security you know in football when when uh, the coaches talk about ball security and, yep. and managing the game and for me you know I think of his growth coming in that area is puck security his wall play his guaranteeing pucks out um, at the our blue line, his guaranteeing pucks in at the opposition's blue line. This, you're talking about a skilled player, basically a point-of-game guy as a professional. You know, there's a lot of guys in this league that try and force things in tough areas at maybe not the right times of the game. Where where Tyler has taken that step is understanding what the team needs in different situations. So his puck security has, has gone through the roof. One of the areas that that you know we're trying to provide a line of sight for Tyler is that you know if we can continue to be a plus player and drive offense but find some special teams ice on the penalty kill that might be an avenue for him going forward uh in that you know he might not when he gets his next opportunity in the NHL whenever that is he might not go on the first power play well how do you find a way to impact the game how do you find a way to garner ice time well one of those ways is to be a good penalty killer and i it's my experience that really smart players have a knack for being able to penalty kill and that's one of the things that i've sat down with tyler at the beginning of the year of trying to grow that side of his game and he's done an excellent job our penalty kill has been uh, very good this season and he's a big part of it we're joined by Jay Whitcroft, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. We're getting texts in. Uh, can Jay give an assessment? Eight games now for Raphael Lavoie. Dynamic. Uh, dynamic player uh, in his dimension is... Uh, he's a shooter. He, he is he is a shoot first, ask questions later type of guy, which is great. It's it's fun because he drives uh, a lot of offense. He is a big, strong guy and competitive. Um, I'm impressed by him. Um, he's playing with two veterans here in Bakersfield that I think um, help him. Um, one of the the areas that a lot of young players need to grow when they first get to the American Hockey League is their game management. It's the um, it's not extending a 45 second shift into a 50 or 55 second shift, which they might have been able to do in junior or college hockey. So he's learning that side of the the game. Uh, you know, just that that management of handing a good shift off to your teammate um, and understanding that you don't have to break the game open every every shift. Uh, so he's learning that side of things, but I've been super impressed with him. Uh, he shoots the puck extremely well. I think he's very smart, uh, ethereal type guy, and, uh, you know, he's just he's 
He's got to learn just some of the professional habits that will round out his game here in Bakersfield. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about a guy, you know, we're talking at least, uh, you know, the end of this season, and I'm sure uh, next year as well uh, as he continues to grow. Very sort of subtle signing, or maybe it isn't subtle because he's a big uh, player, uh, but the new type of defenseman, the, the long-rangey guys, you don't have the, you know, the defensemen that fight 25 or 30 times a year anymore, but you need guys that can take up space on the and the Oilers signed Vincent Deharnay today, or Bakersfield Condors did, to a two-year AHL deal. Now, I'm going to assume that includes a clause that Edmonton has the first right if, uh, you know, if the agent can get him an NHL deal somewhere. But maybe just a, a thought process, educate our listeners on how Deharnay has helped settle your D down. Big, rangy, right-shot defenseman. Yeah, it's a uh, number one credit to our scouting staff who uh, found this player uh, later on in the draft. I think he was a seventh round draft pick for the organization. It's a credit to the player and the work that he's put in. It's not always, um, you know, you're you're starting in the NHL. Actually, Vincent spent a good amount of time in the East Coast Hockey League last year. Um, he's come in this year and taken a step. He's a guy that gets in the way uh, of opposing offenses. He gets a piece on you. He finds a way to get a, a piece on you, whether it's a stick, his body, whatever it is, he gets in the way. And that's a that's a good quality to have. So much so that we've nicknamed him the seaweed man here in Bakersfield. Because playing against Vincent DeHarnay is like swimming through kelp. Uh, there's always something that gets on you. And, uh, you know, we're real happy for him that he was able to find a two-year deal uh, at our level. I think he's a prospect to that's worth keeping an eye on and um, like you said he's got that dimension that you can't teach and you can't work on which is he's six foot seven so um, we're excited about him and you know he's like I said he's someone to keep an eye on going forward. Jay we have a San Jose Sharks fan known as uh, Phil he's Fear the Finn and uh, he, he lives by me I see him once in a while at the Riverbend Safeway and he uh, goes come on Bob you've, you've hardly talked about Patrick Marlowe today. He's going to break Gordie Howe's record. You coached Patty Marlowe for a number of years. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it to you to maybe give us a comment on just how special of a player he's been. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite players that I ever coached, somebody that uh, I was I was and still am very tight with. Um, he's a gentleman's gentleman. He is a physical marvel. Um, uh, good Saskatchewan, good Western Canadian boy um, that uh, could absolutely fly, uh, was huge, uh, was versatile and durable. Um, what a credit um, to his training, to his um, family. Uh, to his work ethic to be able to play all those games. Um, I've been in touch with him and just to wish him congratulations and, you know, he's such a gentleman he gets back right away and and uh, you know, I think it's great for the sport. Um, that's going to be a tough one to break uh, going forward and to see to see him achieve that, I, I think it's excellent. One, like I said, one of my favorite players I ever coached. Quickly, Jay, the schedule this week. Schedule this week, we're about to get on a bus and head to Henderson, Nevada to play two games in Henderson and then uh, and then we finish our week on Saturday night versus Ontario and um, you know it's been a busy month for us, we just came off four games in five nights, uh, we had a day off yesterday, got a little rest in and uh, it's going to be a big series in Henderson for sure. 
Keep her going. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jay, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Thanks a lot, Bob. Take care. You, you bet. That's Jay Woodcroft, Bakersfield Condors head coach. The best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. All April, enjoy a free two-liter Coke product with the purchase of any two large pizzas. Order online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Star for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Two, this day in order's history brought to you by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel and back of the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. 1995, Bill Ranford records his 10th career shutout as the Oilers blank the Los Angeles Kings 2-0 at Northland's Coliseum. Uh, Kelly Buckberger opened the scoring on the power play in the first period and then nothing else until Doug Waite scored the empty netter. Of course, that was the year of a lockout, a uh, prolonged lockout, just a 48-game schedule. So uh, the Oilers did not make the playoffs. Uh, that was um, from 93 to 96. They didn't make the playoffs. Uh, but uh, a little bit later year, that year, that was the year that uh, Detroit got upset by New Jersey in the Stanley Cup final. Tomorrow, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. The horses remain in training. They continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Horse racing. Alberta. We will tell you that uh, tonight, the face-off show, Reed Wilkins, uh, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, and myself uh, will have the call at 5.30 uh, with the puck drop at 7 p.m. Up next, uh, here we go. It's a big, uh, if you're following things politically and on a financial front, federal government is set to unveil its first formal budget in two years. They don't do a budget every year, or maybe just not the current administration doesn't do a budget every year. You'll hear from Federal Finance Minister Krista uh, Freeland uh, when she announces the budget contents after the 2 o'clock news. Jalen will have all the details. They'll be joined by an all-star cast of experts sharing their analysis this afternoon. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. I will rejoin you at 5.30. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.